Dr. Christos Patelis, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Judge Business School podcast series today with the CBAM Distinguished Lecture 2009 series. We've just listened to Professor Alain Verbeke uh, talk about his theories of how the business gurus have got it wrong over the ages. Do you agree with those theories? Why did you invite him here today? Well, uh, Alain is a, a major contributor in the area. Uh, he has been very instrumental in demolishing some of the uh, popular ideas, uh, both at the conceptual level but also at the guru level. Many of these ideas are based on very narrow conceptual foundations. They are focusing on a particular part of the story and they can forget or they cannot take into account many other parts. Alain has built a conceptual framework which is building on existing ideas but also developing them by using the concept of bounded reliability that combines the concept of bounded rationality and the concept of trust. And in so doing, he has developed a framework that allows him to analyze existing theories by major academics and also by management gurus and criticize them and come up with their alternative ideas. Do you think his theories are timely in the sense that when we think the world's globalizing, he says, wait a minute, stop, think, that actually the most important thing is your local attachments, commitments, markets, perhaps globalization isn't as important as we thought it was? Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, what he says and other people also do is that there is a tendency to globalization, but what we are actually living in is a semi-globalized or a quasi-globalized knowledge-based economy where there is a tendency towards globalization, but we are not really quite there, and therefore national borders do matter, countries do matter. Actually, in very many cases, firms, multinational firms, could not do well unless they had the support, sometimes uh, implicit support or unintentional support of countries. If I give you, for example, a, a, an example of this is for example Coca-Cola, uh, when they invest in China, the biggest ally is the Chinese government. They do not often realize this themselves, but the reason for this is that the push of the Chinese government towards urbanization is the biggest, the biggest help towards a company like this, which actually needs urbanized people, people in the cities who consume their products. So there is an interaction between the public sector and the private sector, which is often not understood. Now, you invited Professor Elaine here tonight, but, but you also invited Professor Buckley, Professor Rugman, who, who might challenge his theories, but surprisingly they agreed with them. But we had one practitioner, Jack Keenan. Now, Jack very much said that he found that there were economies of scale in acquisitions and mergers. So we do need to think globally still. Yes, there is an argument about mergers and acquisition being a failure, often because people are focusing on the post-merger profitability of firms involved in mergers. Unfortunately, that involves a counterfactual. That is the assumption that firms had a choice to merge or not to merge, and that 
because of the merger, things did not know, did not go quite well. Of course, there is an element of truth in this because mergers involve the marrying of two cultures, and this is very often a very difficult thing. But what Jack was saying is, if you know your business well, and if you do your homework well, and if you select your target well. And if you also select well whether you are going for an acquisition or a merger, in his case it was a merger between his company and uh, uh, the company with whom with which uh, they they merged, then you can actually get great economies of scale. In his particular case, it was distribution-related economies of scale that allow them to sell the same products for a lower price and therefore do extremely well. So the argument is that, of course, if you do a, a very lousy or a not a very careful job, a merger may fail, but if you know your business and you do a good job, mergers can be great. And the argument by Professor Verbecke is that there are companies like Semex who are doing a very good business on this front. Now, finally, Christos, do you think in inviting Professor Verbeke here tonight that we are at a seminal moment in terms of business theories and shooting down what the business gurus say? Is it time for change? Well, I do believe it was a very, very good uh, event tonight and a very, very good idea because it is extremely rare to have an academic developing some ideas and to have major academics whose ideas are being challenged and at the same time a business guru, a business leader that was using some of the guru's ideas all actually agreeing that what Professor Verbeke's, Verbeke's framework does is a very, very good job. This is quite rare. So, so, in fact, we will be reviewing the business guru thinking of the past, indeed the business theories of the past, in the light of this new book by Professor Verbeke. I believe so. I don't believe that a, a book at, at any time can address all problems. Much of the evidence on which Professor Verbeke's book was based was actually case study evidence. You can always use other case studies which may support different arguments, but I do believe that his arguments were persuasive enough in against supporting a one-size-fits-all theory, and that his theory allows for more diverse opinions, and this is the way we are going to be moving. Dr. Christos Patelis, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Judge Business School podcast series today, the CBAM Distinguished Lecture 2009. I've enjoyed it very much. Uh, your guests are visionary. Thank it you. It was such a great pleasure, Bonnie. Thank you so much.